Welcome to Checkmates Go, Season 2, Episode 30. Whether you live in the United States or not, you probably realize that there is an election going on here in the United States. The Checkpoint Incident Response Team has actually received a number of inbound calls lately regarding the U.S. election and different security issues that come up as a result. So I sat down with Tim Otis from the Checkpoint Incident Response Team about, well, some of the issues that are coming in, and they're not what you think. We always read, you know, in the newspapers and, and in, in, the, in the press that the election is being hacked. Uh, there was election hacking and stuff like that, which, you know, as a security professional, I sit on at first glance, I sit back and say, wow, you know, what does what was hacked? What box was owned? What was compromised? And the the reality behind that is the FBI said it before people who've investigated the collusion stuff said it before. And the FBI director said it again in September this year that they, his quote, Christopher Ray, the FBI director, quote, we have we haven't seen cyber attacks to date this year on voter registration databases or on any system involving primary voting. So in, this, what what it, what it, what they're saying, you know, and what what we know as fact is no voter registration data has been manipulated on the systems in which it resides. No votes have been flipped by a threat actor in the systems in which they reside, right? Like nobody is hacking into the election collection systems and flipping votes for one candidate or the other. And, and that's not what's happening when we hear about election hacking. It's typically influence operations where it's, 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 it's meme warfare. It's disinformation. It is the, the, the whole, method and um, practice and goal, actually, of sowing division within the U.S. Uh, often the people who are doing influence operations, especially if they're foreign nation state actors, they just want to sow division. They don't necessarily care about the candidates. I think some of them do actually care about the candidates, but the, with the goal of sowing division, they just want to make polar opposites like uh, of, of the American populace, right? They want people to be on one side or the other with no middle ground. And that's a lot of what we see in influence operations. You know, there was, there was a story in a Russian daily that in, in August that said, you know, there was a hack or a leak of U.S. voter records. Um, when we drill into that, when we read into that, and and you know, journalism around the world dug into that, it was all uh, databases that could be publicly available if you were if you wanted to pay. They're like marketing databases and whatnot that I could just get. It's it's not necessarily that a voter records database was compromised or anything like that. Just a marketing marketing material for a constituency or a region within the US about the the populace there what what way do they trend in their opinions those kind of things maybe how, what are they register what parties they're registered to and perhaps how many how many people are in a region those kind of things are what were in that leak quote unquote leak it's not necessarily a leak it's just publicly available information but the press and some disinformation threat actors spun that into, 
oh my goodness, like U.S. voter databases are being hacked and data is being stolen, which isn't the case. And the CISA with the FBI did a few like joint public service announcements about this in September. They've honestly, like almost every week, they're putting one one thing or the other out about, you know, one one in September 22nd said foreign actors and cyber criminals likely to spread disinformation regarding 2020 election results. Uh, We know that that is kind of coming. There is a threat actors on. Well, you know, when when eight Chan was closed after El Paso, eight Kuhn, eight K-U-N was sprung up. And uh, on that channel, we, you know, threat actors are already saying they are going to flood social media on the election night with things saying that Trump won, whether he does or doesn't. Uh, they just want to start sowing that information out into the wild, whether he wins or not. And it is in effort to cause the populace to not trust the results. That's the real effort there, or the real goal of that effort is they want to make it so that people don't trust the results. Yeah, and that's, well, and that's even scarier, right? Because, you know, if you understand how the election process works in the United States, in you know in every every country and I would say every county is you know in the you know within your in your municipality is different right so there is the way that say Pierce County Washington deals with an election is a little bit different even from say um, I don't know Whatcom County or one one of the other counties just in Washington State even though you know no, we're all um, you know we're we're all vote by mail we've been that way for more than a decade now so um it's you know there's been a lot of disinformation or you know or misinformation or whatever about mail in voting and and you know actually even just kind of the whole pro- the whole like headlong rush to that was been is um you know it it's it took it took Washington state a long time to get that right and you know now a lot of us now a lot of other states are trying to 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 do that so um that i don't know if that's necessary you know that's not necessarily a hacking attempt that's just something that's happening right that's our, and so um you know and then there's been a lot of you know disinformation and misinformation just around the voting process um you know everybody's so but then and then you talk about you know okay so you know we are you know as we record this we're a few weeks away from uh you know from from election night here and and you know and, and so it's the individual votes may not make may may not make a, a big difference let's say you know in the because really the votes that matter are the electorates that actually you know that I, for for president anyway the, the, the you know the electoral college which is again based on the popular vote in the different states or whatever whatever the different rules they have but yeah, there's a lot of information sources out there, right? It's you know, it's not just the the you know what we consider the official sources, you know, the you know sort of the mainstream news or whatever. Now that you've got yeah, you've got your eight chans and some of the other stuff that you mentioned that are just basically um, yeah that that are alternate sources of information. And so there is you know I th- I think in general even just you know we, we talk about hacking the election, but I think the problem is actually a little bigger than that. I think there's a I think there is a concerted effort to just put misinformation out there in general. So it's, you know, and, and even if for the person who knows what they're, you know, who knows the subject matter very well, 
they might have a hard time figuring out what the truth is. And so you're being told stuff, you know, you might, you might be told that so-and-so won the election or, or the other guy won the election, whatever. Um, but the, um, yeah, the, it's, so this is, this is, I think this is a much bigger problem than just the election. Actually, it's a, it's a, it's a, there's just more information out there that we, that we have to sort through. Right. And it's, I think it's great having all of the different, um, the different ways to communicate, but when you're trying to figure out what information is cor- factual and correct and which one's not, that's hard to do. And that's, I think that's, a, and so this is, I, you know, and I think actors, you know, we'll just, we'll just say that is I think actors are leveraging that. Yeah, exactly. To, uh, to sow division and cause problems. And it's, you know, and, and 2020 has been, uh, the beer, the, the year of hold my beer as I, as I refer to it, cause it's, <laughs> cause it, cause it's just, it's just been that kind of year for everybody. And, and so it's a problem. I'm, I, I agree, but I think it's also part of a bigger problem that we, that we as a society are still grappling with, which is how do we, how do we determine what we're being told as factually correct? Or if it's, uh, you know, b- being, uh, you know, if, if, you know, you know, what's fake news and what's not. Right. And I think that's a, I think that's a challenge we all have to deal with. It really is, man. You know, like we, we, we talk about in the sock, we talk about alert fatigue and how so much, so many alerts. And, and if you don't tune your false positives out and you get so many alerts, eventually like they just become noise and they're swept under the rug and people move on to other things. And that's when dangerous things happen in the sock and in, you know, security, but with information fatigue, which I think is kind of what you're talking about. And I totally agree. We're, we're in this boat where, and it, and it man, it's so, it's so ironic. Cause it back to the day, back in the day, bug track and stuff. When, when people would publish sploits, you know, on bug track or information about vulnerabilities on bug track or whatever. And we were designing IPS signatures. What's real. What's in this vulnerability. That's real. This dude said something on bug track. Is that true? Can I go back to the patch that was released for the vulnerability and verify that this is the attack vector? You know, that's, that's an actual scientific kind of form of information correcting or proving, I guess the information that people are saying, but now with with this kind of information warfare and overload and fatigue all in one how how do we you know and and it's kind of on us as citizens to go triple triplicate check data fact check the fact checkers and especially if those people are not telling the truth or they have ulterior motives yeah it's just in society you're totally right and i totally agree like society as a whole we kind of got to wrestle with this information everyone's got a platform everyone's got a voice people don't necessarily care about telling the truth if it's serving their ulterior motives and it's a big quagmire of junk yeah i I think by everybody involved i there's there's yeah for i'd say you know 99 percent of the people are really just trying to get to the truth right whatever that happens to be um Mm -hmm. there are there are a few people uh that are uh again leveraging the situation to their advantage so um and this is you know again i think this is this is a much bigger issue that we have to deal with um as a you know as as a society is really like okay well so yeah we're not just talking about hacking an election because yeah i think hacking the individual election systems is probably uh, because of the decentralized nature of our election system it's uh it's actually very difficult to do uh, you mm-hmm. might be able to do it in a few key places and and that would certainly swing the results of an election uh, you know let's just take a hypothetical let's say um you know LA county in california right it's one of the most populous counties in in you know in the country right and and mm-hmm. if you look at the you know the if you look at the percentage of popular vote for the entire country 
big chunk of them are in are in Los Angeles County. And there's there's you know I think I've seen the um, the political cartoon where if we you know if we did it as a um, you know if we if we did the popular vote versus electoral college, then you'd end up with about you know end up with about five states uh, choosing you know for the you know for the most part choosing the uh, you know the the part the uh, you know the president right as opposed as opposed to the you know the the system that we have now. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you could, I think, put, attack one of these very air, populated areas and could have a big impact on the election. I mean, just because just because you might. So, you know, let's we know we know this. Or we're pretty sure this isn't happening right now. But let's say that there is a, um, you know, something gets into one of these systems and flips. the You know, and I, I don't know anything about how the how they process votes in L.A. County. So so but if it was some sort of an electronic system that somebody that was connected to the internet and not secured very well, or even somebody hacked it physically, right? Cause we've heard people, you know, cause we know voting machines do get, um, you know, pe- people do, uh, man, you know, physical, get physical access to something. Right. And that's a, you know, th- you know, we talk about, you know, something accessible over the network, but if they've got physical access to it, kind of all bets are off, right. If you can, if I can physically, uh, attack the system, then, then the fact that it's on a network or not doesn't really matter. So, you know, somebody could pretend, you know, the, you know, again, hypothetically, somebody could do something and and potentially swing the uh you know again swing swing the entire uh you know the election because you know, LA County uh is a large part of uh California's uh you know electoral votes and they've got you know I don't remember how many electoral votes it is but it's 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 a it's a, a substantial number right and so you could i mean that's something that could happen and i'm not i'm not saying that it will but it is i'm just you know you, and, you know we do this in cybersecurity we 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 do kind of spitball the hypothetical situations and come up and and decide how realistic that is and then you know take whatever actions are appropriate yeah yeah it, populous counties or or swing states right where where it's almost like 49% one way and 51 the other or 50-50 just manipulating a little bit of that we're you know oh, totally hypothetical of course but were that were that to happen that could totally throw things and especially if we're talking electoral college stuff and and also you kind of alluded to it earlier and and it's totally true like every county in the US does it a little bit differently, their whole shooting match, you know, right? So whether it's delivering the voting machines to the elections councils in different counties, how are they storing those? You know, some of these old Diebold voting machines have legacy PCM CIA cards that may or may not be in the election officials control the whole time. And there's all these things going around about, about it. Um, that, uh, that, that that I think need attention. I, I know like a, a lot of election officials in a lot of states and we've worked with some on the IR team, some states and, you know, they're taking it really seriously, trying to talk about these things from physical to cyber and everything in between of where, how, how do we need to secure the physical machines? How do we make sure people coming into the machines are safe and secure? And then when that, when that stuff gets tallied and it's reported up, however they do that, because like you said, it's true. Every county is a little different and every state's different. But when that's all tallied up and reported in, how, how do we keep that side secure too? I, you know whether you whether you uh, you know whether you want to w- vote for the president or not, vote in your local elections because honestly, those are the, those are going to have much more of an impact on you. And, and and there's a lot of things to vote on. So yeah, so you know vote you know certainly vote and get you know get get out there you know whatever whatever your uh, political persuasion you should uh, uh, take advantage of the opportunity to vote for sure. Um, and Jeez. I it, yeah it's yeah because that's <laughs> so. Uh, 
Yeah, but but we will. But you did mention this earlier: is that there are there are parties that are clearly um, sowing disinformation out there. So can you trace back some of these inform this disinformation campaigns to specific threat actors? You don't need to say who specifically, but um, I mean, there, there, there's probably plenty. You know, there's plenty of speculation in the in, in the news for sure. But what what have what have we seen as far as um, you know and things that we've looked at in in IRT? Well, you know, specifically, it's it's I, I, attribution is the game that that is too hard to play, especially with this. Um, the, the the real bottom line, I think, one candidate or the other, I we do see disinformation favor mostly one candidate, and and that's true. But ultimately, the goal really is to sow division in the United States. They want they want you know, husband and wives arguing with each other. They want children arguing with their parents. They want friends disrupting their friendship because they don't, you know, they're arguing about this and that, that is causing the division. And then that, that, that polar opposite where we, nobody can meet in the middle on anything is, is, is really the goal ultimately of the, of the campaigns. Yeah, and that's that's definitely happening. I mean, even big with, time. Yeah, it's certainly. I'm uh, just in my own, you know, my own life. I mean, we, there's there's definitely, you know, it, it, you know, you can the election issues aside. And by the way, there's I'd say there's there's contentious, you know, not just the presidential one, which is what we hear about in the news all the time, but I'd say even, um, you know, the different, like for example, different different governor elections. Uh, we you know, we talk mm -hmm. about, um, you know, especially especially with all the reactions around COVID nineteen and and you know how how the different states handle. It and, and so on. There, there's, there's some pretty contentious, uh, you know, governor elections coming up this this year. So, um, Washington State, that's certainly the case. Um, so anyway, that's a, um, but again, that I think that that's something that yeah, there, and there, it's even just how to deal with the day to day life around COVID nineteen and how we're you know how we're trying to uh, limit the spread and you know keep people well and that kind of thing. I think that there's, I think there's a lot of debate about the right way to do it or what the right treatments are and everything and and you know and that's and that's just again that's just on top of the the you know that's just being mixed in with all the election stuff and so we need to um, and yeah that, so it's I think it's not just happening on the election front it's happening on many fronts it really is and with the with the covid side just still that same thing husbands arguing with wives you know friends being like disavowing their friendship because people don't agree on how to handle the right thing and and uh people who think they're uh scientists who are definitely not scientists you know making proclamations about things and um, yeah, it, 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 there's, there's so much data, so much information slapping us in the face every minute, right? Like what's real, what's real. How, like I, you know, we have jobs to do in a nine to five or, or however many hours a day you work and, uh, fact checking all the data that comes across my desk is increasingly stressful and, and impossible almost it's it, like so yeah covid mixed with the election disinformation all at once some of the covid disinformation is exactly related to the election some of it's third party kind of to the election but all of that coming at once is just it's it's stressful thanks for listening to checkmates go subscribe in your favorite podcast app give us a rating and review 
and share with your colleagues on social media. Thanks for listening.